Welcome to Passion. For more information about Passion, please visit us online at www.passionchurch.tv. Now let's join the service already in progress. Just a shooting blanks. Some of those tough lines that when you try to fight them, they fight back. Anybody been in one of those battles before? All right, about two of you, so the rest of you can take a nap because we're going to talk about some obstinate lines this morning. You know, we got to... Fight lions. That's what we're called to do. Lions are scary. They're, they're toothy. They, they'll scratch the fire out of you. They, they fight back. But how many of you know what we've been talking about is this. We are called to tame lions, right? We have the ability and the power and the authority by what God has done in our lives to square off against man-eating lions and to win, right? And so we first week we said this, that you need a good eye doctor if you're going to be a lion tamer because if you're not careful, your eyes will take you against lions, take you into the territory of lions that you're not even supposed to face. We talked about Samson, that his eyes led him to a place that there was a lion there he would have never had to face if he had gotten a hold of his eyes and dealt with his eyes. We said that, that you, uh, you will be sent lions. God will send you lions because if you're a lion tamer, you ought to make the logical con- conclusion that you will be sent lions. Otherwise, you're not a lion tamer. See, we don't like that, but that's just reality, that that is what we are called to be. We said this, that you can only find honey when you've been hunted. How many of you have been finding honey lately, right? Even when you're being hunted, there are days when you can go back. The Bible says it like this. Samson went back after some time. After some time, you can go back to the painful moments of your life. After some time, you can revisit painful situations. And God has this ability to turn it around. So what hurt you before now becomes honey or sustenance to you. And then last week we said this, that, that you don't really face lions when you face lions. You remember we talked about Daniel, that Daniel had already dealt with the lions before he ever faced the lions. And I encourage you that you've got to make up your mind how you're going to deal with the lions in your life before you actually face them. You need to know how you're going to handle lust before lust comes. You need to know how you're going to handle uh, revenge before you're given the opportunity to take revenge. You need to know how you're going to deal with pride before you're ever promoted. You've got to learn to deal with lions before you deal with lions, right? And then we said this, that your life is being watched. You'll remember that I read to you out of the, the, the account of Daniel that his accusers were watching him. And he lived his life at such a pure level that they had to make stuff up about him to get him in trouble. Anybody had to make up anything about you this week or have they just been able to tell the truth? Uh, yeah, I, I need some folks that, that you live at such a righteous level and understand that your ability to win victories is based upon your level of living, then, then you understand that you've got to live a pure life because people are watching you. I want you to live at such a high level that people actually have to make junk up about you to get you in trouble, right? And so, so those are the lessons we've learned. So this morning I want you to join me in 2 Samuel chapter 23, one verse of scripture, shortest text I've read in a long time, but it's got some killer words in it, all right? Second Samuel chapter 23, verse 20, one verse, it says this, Benaiah, son of Jehoiada, 
Y'all don't, please don't name your kids names name like these. These are too high. From jo, son of Jehoiada from Kabzil was another famous soldier. He did many brave deeds, including two great Moabite warriors. He once went down into a pit on a snowy day and killed a lion. One of David's mighty men, a great book. If you've never read it, there's a book that we gave out for Father's Day a few years ago called In a Pit with a lion on a snowy day or something like that. And then there's a new series out about David's mighty men. One of them's called the Covenant of War, and one of them's called the Day of War. And the whole account is about this guy right here, Benaiah, and it kind of tells the story through his eyes. But out of this account, old Ben here teaches us a couple of lion-taming truths that we need to get. you got to grasp these two truths, all right? Two truths this morning. The first one is this. Lion-tamers don't wait to be chased or to be attacked. Uh, did you get that already? I already I'm in the meat of my message right now. Come on, I'm, I'm moving fast this morning. Stay with me. Lion tamers don't sit back and wait for a lion to come against them, to chase them and attack them. The Bible says that Benaiah chased that lion into the pit. Are you crazy? Are you out of your minds, Benaiah? You must be nutto. Because we are taught not to chase lions. We're taught to avoid lions. Am I right? I mean, some, some things, I, our society teaches us to avoid pain at all costs. Right, doesn't it? Our, 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 we're, we're taught to avoid trials. We're taught to avoid difficulties at all costs. We avoid hard work. We avoid sacrifice. That's why we need convenience stores because we don't want to have to sacrifice. I just want to store on every corner. I, I, I got to avoid any hardship in my life. I'm got, I've got to avoid anything that might cause us to have to endure or to suffer. Normal people don't chase lions in the pits. They run the other way. But Rather than keeping lions at a safe distance, what Benaiah does is he Benaniah or Benaiah does is he actually pursues the lion, puts his life at risk. Because here's the truth that you need to understand. If you don't chase any lions, you don't win any victories. Oh, you can play it safe all your little life and never never have any pain, never have any struggles, never have any trials, but you will also never win any great victories. Boy, y'all are quiet this morning. I guess you scream all your screams out last night at the Thunder game. But say, David understood this truth. I, I want you to go back. I went back and read it this week. It's, a, it's one of the craziest verses of Scripture in, in, in the entire Bible. You need to go back and look it up. David comes to the battle scene, and all of a sudden this big giant comes out. He, he, I mean, he's bigger than... Uh, What's the guy's, what's, what's the dude, Bynum. He's bigger than Bynum. I mean, he makes Bynum look like a wimp, although he looks like a wimp to me already. Anyway, he's bigger than Ron, Ron Artest, Meta World Thug, whatever his name is. He's bigger than all those guys put together. He's huge. And all the other trained men, these are not guys that are untried. These are soldiers, strong, brave, brutal soldiers. When, the, when this lion of a man comes out, they tuck tail and run. They go hide out in their tents. But the Bible says that when David makes up his mind that he's going to go face off against this giant and he walks out to the front line and the giant comes out and sees this little boy coming out to face him, go back and read it for yourself. The Bible says that David literally took off running at the giant. He he dead sprint right at him. The giant is threatening him. I'm going to cut your head off. I'm going to destroy you. I'm going to feed you to the birds. I'm going to... I'm a, I can beat you up, and I'm going to beat my daddy's tougher than your daddy, all that stuff we do on the playground. He, he's ready to chest bump it. And David takes off at a dead sprint and runs at him. But see, here's our, our deal. We, 
too many of us run from, self-medicate, drink ourselves to distract us so that we can refuse to deal with the lions in our life. Did you know that when Jesus was on the cross, the Bible says that they offered him something to drink. He was thirsty. They dipped a sponge in this concoction. And one commentary says that in that concoction, there was this mixture of, of liquids that would numb his senses. And he refused. Because he wanted to deal with, head on, face the lion of his life. See, we, we forget this truth. This is an attack. Or be attacked proposition. Did y'all just hear what I said? This life that we call Christianity, this, this willingness to follow Christ is an attack or be attacked proposition. Benaiah speaks to this aggressive, preemptive faith. Not this passive, reactionary faith. I know a whole lot of folks that have some reactionary faith. They, they, don't, they don't exhibit any faith until everything goes wrong. And then all of a sudden, oh, our God is greater, our God is bigger. But they, you, never show, you never see them attempting anything before that moment. Are y'all listening to me this morning? Uh, he shows us that if you're going to have the faith of a lion tamer, you've got to be aggressive and you've got to come to this place in your life where you're willing to chase down the lions of your life and destroy them. See, uh, we, we fail to remember that Romans chapter 5 says to actually rejoice in suffering. That is a crazy passage of Scripture. Rejoice in suffering. In other words, what, he, the, what Paul was saying is don't avoid that stuff. Run at it. Understanding that it works out in us discipline, that it works out in us strength and character and holiness. That's what it does. See, some of you are being attacked and you're being scratched to death and you're being bitten simply because you failed to attack. You're just standing there taking it rather than going on the offensive and dealing with the things that you need to deal with. I've watched many of you as you avoid difficulty and you avoid ugliness. And I know, and I know this and I recognize this, but you've got to recognize this. You've got to embrace this. And that is this. You can never move on to the greatness that God has for you until you deal with and kill the lion that is in your way right now. You will never excel. You will never move on. You will never accomplish the greatness that God has for you until you deal with the lion that you're running away from right now because your next victory is based upon your willingness to deal with this lion right now. Let me say it like this. Your lion that you're squared off against right now that you've been running from is literally the doorkeeper to your greatness. Your, your ability to move to the next level really is based upon how much pain you can endure. And so, I ask you this question. If nothing is impossible with our God, come on now, I know, I know we sing it, we quote it. If nothing is impossible with our God, how will we ever really know that unless we are faced with impossible situations? It's one thing to sing that our God can do the impossible. It's another thing to actually believe He can and find ourselves in impossible situations and still hanging on. See, uh, so most of us spend our prayer time asking God to keep us out of the lion's den. Oh, God, please don't let me be broke. Oh, God, please don't let me get sick. Oh, God, please don't let my kids act crazy this week. Oh, God, please don't let me get fired. Daniel prayed knowing that his prayers would send him into 
Oh, y'all missed that. We prayed, God, keep me out of the lion's den. Daniel prayed knowing that his prayers would send him into the lion's den. He was on the attack. He was aggressive. See, you can't wait. You, you can't hesitate. Go on the offensive. Deal with your debt head on. Uh, what are you talking about debt? That's a lion. Deal with your dad head on. See, some of you have relationships that are, your, are lions in your life, and you need, to, uh, you need to deal with it. You don't need to avoid it. You need to go right on into it and fight it out and get it fixed. Get it right. We avoid it. I, I just won't talk to them. I'll, I'll sit on the other side of the church. I'll come to the early service. They can come to the late service. Uh, we just won't deal with this thing. We'll just avoid No, we got to deal with these things head on. Deal with, your, deal with your health head on. Don't avoid it. I, I got a word on a, a, a guy this week that he's been having major, like, blood coming out of his body for over a year. Didn't do nothing about it. And I'm sitting there going, you're just scared to chase the lion. Go get checked out. Y'all understand what I'm saying? We, we like to avoid these things. This is what we've got to do. We've got to get on the offensive, y'all. We've got to have offensive faith, faith that will go out of its way. I, I, we ought to be so strong and so aggressive in the Lord that we pick fights with the enemy. Ben and I did. Ben I did. He chased a lion into a pit. He went out of his way to fight a lion. And most of us avoid it. See, I think what we've got to learn to do is we've got to back the lion into a corner where you can get your hands, but more importantly, get his hands. Y'all missed that. We've got to back our lion into a corner where we can get our hands, but more importantly, we get his hands on the, on the neck of that lion so that we can extract the, 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 the justice and the power of God into that situation so that victories can be accomplished. How can we tell if your faith is aggressive or passive? Are you a lion tamer? How do we know whether you're a lion tamer or not? Can I, can I give you, I've told you this before, but it's the litmus test. Litmus test of how we know. This determines whether you're really a lion tamer or not. Are you ready? Here it is. We can tell if you have lion taming faith if you're attempting something so big that unless God intervenes, it fails. Benaiah shows up in a pit against the lion and says, Hey God, here I am. There he is. Now if you don't show up, I'm dead. That's lion taming faith. The second thing he understands is this. Lion tamers understand that cold days can be your best days. Think, think, think about this a minute. If you're going to fight a lion, why don't you wait till your summer day? I mean, if I'm going to square off against this lion that has nails and, and claws and teeth and strength and all this ferociousness wouldn't it make sense to fight him on the best day the the warm day i mean on a on a cold day in a pit he's going to have better footing than i do he, it's a cold day i don't know if you've ever run in a cold day, on a cold day but how many of you know it's hard to breathe on a cold day you know, you know what i'm talking about when you, oh that hurts it doesn't help me and here he is exerting all this energy on a cold day how, do, how about this i'm trying to hold on to the one weapon i got i've got the sword in my hand and i'm trying to hold on but it's a cold day man i don't even like to hunt in cold weather man i i remember going hunting with my dad when i was about 12 years old about ruining me because i didn't have gloves and it was stinking cold and i'm sitting there trying to hold that rifle I, man you could have sent a buck with 962 points I didn't care all I wanted to do was go home and get my hands warm but on a cold day 
Benaiah chases this joker into a pit. It teaches us this, that we can't wait for the perfect day to take on your lion. Some of us are waiting for the perfect environment to take on what's been defeating us. Are are y'all hearing me? I'm I'm trying to help you this morning. Some of you have said things just like this. When I'm older, I'll deal with that. Some of you are saying, when when I'm younger, if I were just younger, then I would deal with it. But I'm old now, and, and I've paid my dues, and I don't have any energy left, so I'll just deal with it. No, no, no. Cold days. When, when I can afford it, then I'll follow the will of God. I'm preaching, y'all just looking at me like I'm crazy. When I'm stronger, when I'm healthier, when I'm not alone. Boy, if I could just find me a spouse, boy, then I, then I can accomplish God's will for my life. Come on now. It's not the perfect day. It may be a cold day. But how many of you know the cold day is the right day? Uh, how many of you know that, that, that we can't listen and we can't wait and we can't hesitate, we can't stop? Even on a snowy day, we cannot use those things to excuse us to wait. You cannot, hear me this morning, you cannot let your environment, you cannot let your atmosphere, you cannot let your lack, you cannot let the cold day be an excuse to stop you from being, taking care of the assignment of attack that God has given you cold days. Listen, I need to teach you some truth this morning. God usually meets you in the pit. Uh, I've, I've, I've discovered that the deepest, darkest, deadliest moments are usually the sanctuary that He chooses to abide in. Have y'all discovered that? I've discovered that God doesn't usually show up in the posh moments of my life. When everything is going right and I got more money in my bank account than I know what to do with, when my car's working just right, when my kids are acting perfect, when my marriage is perfect, when my job is perfect, I usually don't sense God. Oh, I know He's there. Don't hear me wrong. I know He's there and I know He's the, he's the author of all that. But how many of you know that God typically shows up His best and shows up His strongest and shows up more revealed in the dark days? Anybody else ever seen that? Yeah, I don't know what it is. Maybe we're just more aware of him. I just know that he shows up when there are lions in close confines. The, the, the right place is often what everybody else would view and describe as the wrong place, right? Go back and read Hebrews chapter 11. Go read it. You know what makes all those guys heroes? They face pits and sickness and distress and despair and lions you know what makes you a hero not that you can make it on the best day what makes you a hero is that on your worst day you discover and you square off against that little kitty cat and you deal with it and say it may be a cold day but the cold day is the perfect moment for me to handle you because after I handle you nobody will give me credit they'll give God the credit the cold day is the right day you just need to understand that if you're in a cold season, you need to be aware that God is as, as close as He's ever going to be, and lions can go down on a cold day. The snowy winds of sickness, the icy gales of infirmities, the wintry blast of brokenness, the blizzards of blame, the winds of weakness, the rains of relationship are the perfect and the preferred forecast in which God shows up and prevails. Let me, let me say it like this, and maybe you'll get it. Pits produce power. 
If you don't ever experience any pits, you ain't going to have no power. God shows up in the middle of your pit. When there's a lion crouched in the corner ready to kill you, God shows up and it can produce power. Pits produce the, 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 the proof of his presence. Say that fast five times. Pits are the proving grounds for his presence. Uh, let, me, let me say it like this. I've been waiting all week to say this. Pits are perfect. Uh, I've been waiting all week. All week. I just wanted to prove to you I was still as corny as I've always been. Uh, if you had any. They're perfect. That's where God reveals himself. Oh, if you don't believe that, go talk to Joseph. Joseph discovered that God shows up in a pit. Go talk to David. David says this in, in Psalm chapter 40, verse 2. He says this. He lifted me out of a slimy pit. Any of you ever been there? He lifted me. Some of you there right now. He lifted me out of a slimy pit. He, he out of the mud and the mire, he set my feet on a rock and gave me a, a firm place to stand. I, I got a question. If you've never been in the slimy pit, how could he testify that God lifts him out of a slimy pit? Some of you want to talk about your faith, but you haven't proven your faith. Some of you want to talk about the power of your God, but every time a pit shows up, a cold day shows up, you tuck tail and run the other way. God wants you to run right into that thing and understand that your cold day could very well be your best day. Hang on. Fight it out. Listen, here's the truth I need you to understand. You can either jump into the pit or the pit will jump into you. Oh, y'all miss that. Uh, I, I've been stewing on that myself right there. You can either jump into the pit or the pit will jump into you. And so if you will embrace the fact that even when you don't feel like it, anybody been walking a Christian life right now that you just don't feel like it would be easier not to walk this thing? Even on the days that you don't feel like it, even on the days you don't feel strong enough, even on the days you don't feel good enough, even on the days you don't feel loved enough, even on the days you don't feel healthy enough, financially secure enough, even on your coldest day, God can step in. Cold days don't have to be bad days. A cold day squared off against a life-threatening, dream-threatening, future-threatening odds lion can be your greatest days. Here's why. Those that face the most adversity are those that are most used by God. Oh, y'all missed that. Some of you are facing unbelievable adversity. That is the perfect environment that God wants to establish your walk and your relationship with Him. And right that moment you could be the most used by God. God, here's a different perspective for you, and then I'll be done. We need to start learning this. Our cold days are literally favors from God. Oh, I hate this verse of Scripture. I'm just going to be straight up with you. I hate it. I hate it. hate it. But we've got to understand it. When God sends or allows a cold day in our life, He's actually doing me a favor. Yeah, yeah, let me, let me read it to you and see if you can pick it up. Philippians chapter 1, verse 29. For to you it has been granted. That's an important word. We'll come back to it. For you it has been granted for Christ's sake, not only to believe in Him. Oh, thank you, Jesus. I, I, I've been granted a favor. You've allowed me to believe in you. I love that part of the verse. I, why, why, why couldn't they just put a period right there? No, 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 no. Comma. For you it has been granted for Christ's sake, not only to believe in Him, comma, 
but also to suffer for his sake. Thanks a lot. He's saying that he's granting, uh, uh, you you got to know this, the Greek word there for granted carries the idea that God is doing us a favor. It has been, it is God's faith, God is doing us a favor to suffer. But that doesn't fit with North American Christianity. We're supposed to have like BMWs parked in the driveway and everything we touch is supposed to turn to gold and I'm never supposed to get sick and my life is never supposed to fall apart and I get up and I glow. Every, every stoplight changes to green when I'm coming down the road because I'm anointed and highly favored by God. Yeah, He's favoring you all right. He favors you. He does you a favor by sending and allowing cold days. Welcome to the blizzard, baby. Quit fighting the burr. Fight the beast. He is setting you up with cold days so that your faith can be tried and so that God can show up. I don't know what you're going through, but I just know that Sunday after Sunday, I see many of you walk into this place and you're down and your mouth is turned down and you're sad sack and you don't feel like slapping a whip on nothing. You feel like you've been beat up and clawed up and gnawed up and you feel like giving up. And We sleep in, we, we complain, we, we gripe, we moan, we cry, we, we wail, we post on Facebook, we Twitter we do everything we know to do but we fail to realize that our cold day was sent by God as a favor so that God will show up in the pit and all of a sudden the line shows up and we go you don't understand I know it's cold in here oh I gotta get my coat on because I don't like cold weather but buddy you just messed up because if it was a hot day it would be based on me but it's a cold day I am sick but I'm taking you on anyway I am broken but I'm taking you in on uh, it's over my kids are crazy but I'm taking you down anyway I don't have any money in my pocket but I'm taking because this ain't based on me this is based on him And so I walk into the favor and I know that my greatness is directly related to my pain threshold and I'm willing to understand that the only difference between my place right now and where I want to be is how much pain I'm willing to endure. And so I'm willing, if the Lord slay me, yet will I trust Him. If the Lord doesn't show up in the fire, I'm going to burn, baby, burn. But I'm going to stay right there and fight it out. Your cold day is your best day. Some of you have been waiting on the perfect day to accomplish God's will for your life. Quit waiting. Cold, shivering, turning blue. Get up and say, mm, I'm a lion tamer by nature. And even though I'm freezing my hind parts off. Because I hate cold weather. I, I'll put some thermals on and get me some hot pockets and put them in my pocket. And I'll get my gun out and my whip out. And I will square off against that thing that's been beating the dog out of me. And I'll chase him if I have to. If some of you would do that, lions would die. Because I want to tell you something. You ain't never going to kill a lion on your best day. The hot days. The comfortable days. Because we don't trust God in those days. But when it's all falling apart, all of a sudden, God, if you don't do this, I can't do this. And victory is won. I want you to stand with me this morning. It's time for you to go on the attack. You've been waiting long enough. 
Some of you are this close to understanding this truth, and I'm ready for you to get it in your spirit. You've got to come to this place in your faith where you're willing to attempt something so big that unless God intervenes, it will fail. My faith will take me into the pit. I will chase him there if I have to. You've been avoiding things you shouldn't be avoiding. Some of you have avoided dealing with your lions long enough. By, by the way, if you don't deal with your lion, can I just tell you, go read the life of Saul. Because what he refused to kill, killed him. Go back and read it for yourself. He refused to kill on the instructions of God. He refused to kill the Amorites. And all of a sudden on his death day, guess who killed him? Amorites. What you refuse to kill will kill you. It's time to quit waiting. And some of you just need to understand it may not look perfect. And it may be cold and it may be hard and it may be uncomfortable. I'm not diminishing the cold. I know it's cold. When you're sick, nobody likes to be. Anybody, let's see how many messed up people in the room we got. How many of you like to be sick? Never preferred a sick day. Never preferred a broken day. Never preferred the hard days. Some of you are there right now, and I know it. Good news. Let me give you a seven-day forecast. Man, it's lightning on Monday, thundering on Tuesday. Somebody will get that in a minute. Snow on Wednesday. Man, let me see if I can get in terms that make sense. Monday, the letter comes that they're kicking you out. Tuesday. Spouse looks at you and looks says, I, I'm not sure I love you anymore. Wednesday, the report card comes home with your kid and it's not where it's supposed to be. Thursday, man, my throat hurts a little bit. Friday, go to work and there's a pink slip. Saturday, go out to start the car. Won't start. Sunday, you walk in and you go, man, it's cold. <laughs> I listen to that station that plays all Christmas music during December and the one that sticks out is baby it's cold outside. I mean even though sometimes it'll be cold inside. Good news. Let me interrupt your weather forecast. Disaster, despair, sickness. God standing there going, Come on, Mo. I just sent you, I just did you a favor. I set the environment. The weather is perfect because at the moment you quit quitting, let that get in your spirit. The moment you quit quitting, God goes just like this. Let me step into that weather forecast and say, what the enemy meant for harm, I can turn it for good. What the enemy assigned to destroy you, no, no, that's going to nourish you. There's honey there. Uh, I, when you're weak, I'm strong. When you can't go another step, I'm right behind you. And I'll push you and undergird you and strengthen you. If you won't grow weary and well doing at do Father, I know my people, but I don't really know what's going on in most of their lives because we know how to fake it at church. Father, this morning I pray that you'd minister to your folks and those that are hurting and that feel like quitting and feel like it's not perfect and they don't know if they can continue on. I pray that you would minister to them today. And I pray that you would cause us to rise up with great faith. 
and chase lions in Jesus' name. This is how I want us to do this morning. If you're on the prayer team, would you quickly move up here to the front and just stand here? And I know that a lot of times in on cold days, we need somebody to wrap us up. And the only problem with God is He doesn't have any skin on most of the time. And we're not sure where He's at. Well, He sent you here this morning to meet some God with skin on people that love you and are concerned about you I know it's not always easy I know there are hard days you got to have people that will come up under you and and support you and that's what this is about and so if you're here this morning you'd say Steve it's a cold day for me it's not perfect I'm sick I'm broken I'm lacking I I just need God to show up in my life this morning and it's not that I want to quit but I want to quit y'all ever been there I don't want to quit, but I'm about ready to quit. If that's you this morning, would you just step out real quick and find one of our prayer team members and let them just lay their hands on you and pray with you and just pray you. They're not going to pray you out of your cold day because it's a favor from God, but boy, they can sure pray for you in your cold day to give you strength. Come on, would you just step out? I'm not going to wait long. we got to move, but if you've got a cold day, if you're right smack dab in the middle of the cold day, man, it's icicly in your life. Feel like you're facing up against a blizzard. While they're coming, I'm going to pray about a couple cold day situations I know that are going on. That we need to lift up as a body. So let's pray. Father, this morning, I'm thankful that you do us favors. Sometimes we fail to see that it's a favor because it's so painful. And Father, there are some painful situations in our body this morning. I pray for the Smalley family who just lost their daughter at 38 years old. It seems like an unbelievably cold day. But Father, I pray that you would strengthen that family right now and that you would cause them to see that your hand is at work. And I pray that their testimony would be that even though it's been a rough season, I pray that they would be able to testify that God is good, great and greatly to be praised. Father, I pray for a family that's been attending our church for several months who's the the, the father uh, of this gentleman that's been attending just passed away this past week. I just pray that you would strengthen that family. God, I pray that your Holy Spirit would live up to who you called him and said that he would be. He's our paraclete, the one that comes alongside of us. A comforter will come. Comfort that family in a time of need. Father, I pray for Vicki Prince down in her back waiting on reports from the doctor. God, I pray in Jesus' name right there, right there, right now, you would lift her up and strengthen her. Give her the faith to press on even during a cold time. God, we believe you can do it. Father, I pray for Amy Watkins and Sherry Trampenstead facing off against what seems like a man-eating lion, fibromyalgia. Father, we recognize this morning that you have more strength in the tip of your toe than any sickness. Come against that sickness right now in the mighty name of Jesus. By your stripes we are healed. But Father, I pray this, that even in the middle of the cold day, in the cold day, when they want to give up, I pray that they would recognize you just did them a favor. That they're right smack dab in the middle of the proving grounds and God's going to show up. Father, for a family that's struggling to make ends meet and look like it's about to go under, I pray you'd step in and they'd walk it out. They wouldn't avoid it. They would run right at it and deal with it. 
And Father, we just pray in Jesus' name that you would teach us that cold days are in fact our best days. And we'll put our faith and our trust and our hope in you. We don't hope in chariots. We don't put our hope in men. We don't trust in horses. We put our trust in you because we've recognized this. Pits are perfect places to see your hand at work. Use this, we pray. And Father, we'll praise you and give you the glory and all the honor. We thank you. It's been a privilege to have you join us for this time of ministry. To find more passion resources or to make a donation online, visit www.passionchurch.tv. Remember, you can't live without passion. 